What's up, y'all? Welcome into Speak. It's about to be a great show. We got some incredible topics. That is Dave Hellman, the one and only Joy Taylor. I am Emmanuel Acho, and this is James Jones, not leaving me hanging today. We got to get right to it. There is drama brewing in the NFL between two incredible franchises, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. Star defensive player Micah Parsons went on Von Miller's podcast, and he kicked up some dust. You all have to listen. Turn up your volume. Take a listen. If we look at the Eagles, is it Hurts or the team? I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's system and team. I'm not trying to make no enemies. I, I just like, I just love the game so much, and I understand it so much that like, I can't. I, I like, I like when things are off. I, I just can't like hold it in. Like I almost gotta say something. I feel you, Micah. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies. I do not have an issue with what Micah Parsons is saying at all. Not at all whatsoever. I got no issue, big bro. I got no issue, Joy Taylor. I got no issue, Dave Hellman. Micah Parsons, and Von Miller said it too, was sitting here looking like, look, the Eagles are an incredibly, incredibly talented team. What that means is the Eagles have an incredible, incredibly stacked roster. Kudos to Howie Roseman. Kudos to the rest of the Eagles players. And kudos to Jalen Hurts. Let's not be so quick to get offended that a compliment to other people is deemed as a slight to Jalen Hurts. Is it Jalen Hurts or is it the team? It's a fair question. The Eagles might have the best right tackle in football. They might have the best center in all of football. They have a top three wide receiver currently in all of football. As far as number two wide receivers, they probably have the best or the second best number two wide receiver in football. They got a thousand yard rusher for the first time since 2014. Our very own LaShawn McCoy was the last thousand yard rusher. A 10 touchdown receiver for the first time since 2014. Jeremy Macklin was a 10 touchdown receiver. So the Eagles have the best rusher they've had since 2014 statistically. The best receiver they've had since 2014 statistically. The best offensive line they've had probably in Howie Roseman's tenure. Dare I ask, if I'm Micah Parsons, is it the team or Jalen Hurts? I think it's fair. I think it's fair, and I respect him for speaking his mind. (laughs) Joy Taylor, I respect you for speaking yours as well. Micah's comments, fair or foul? They're obviously foul, but not because Micah shouldn't speak his mind. I'll be damned if someone tells me I can't say what I want to say. So by all means, if this is how he feels, get it off your chest, Micah. But (laughs) people are going to react to opinions. That's what we do every day. People react every day. So this is what it is. We're going to react to Micah's opinion that he is unsure if the Eagles are good because of Jalen Hurts or because Ooh, of the team? Wee. Are we yeah. contextualizing that <laughs> properly? Am I misquoting Micah in any way? Not that I'm aware, no. Okay. Here's the problem I have with this. When a guy has nobody, you have to be Justin Herbert, right, mm-hmm. for us to say that you are good. Mm-hmm. And you still don't, don't win, still don't make the playoffs, so – how good are you? Mm-hmm. That's the conversation. That's when good. you win with a good team around you, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's everyone else like and it's not you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I suspected this was going to happen with Jalen Hurts, and this does tend to happen with dual-threat quarterbacks, which is disappointing because I think without his 10 rushing touchdowns, Ooh, they would it. not be mm. where they are. It's a lot. He <laughs> is at the top of the MVP. To mm. be clear, that's the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. He's at the top of the MVP race right now. 
barring some collapse by the Eagles, which I don't think any of us anticipate, he will probably win the MVP or at the very least come in second for MVP Mm -hmm. at the most important position in the NFL. Yeah. Come on now. So I'm just I'm confused because you would have to say that for this to be true, that it's the team and not Jalen. That if Jalen was not playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles and his replacement was in, they would be just as good. Mm. Do you believe that? Not at all. Do no. you believe that? Not a chance. Do you believe that? Not a of chance. Of course not. <laughs> okay. So then it's foul because it's yes. not true. In order for this statement to be factually correct, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is replaceable right now with this roster and they would be where they are, mm. which is not true. Do you, you want to, I mean, go ahead. I know how you feel. I think we're going to agree about this. I just, if I can do anything, I think I've said this before, if I can do anything while I'm on this show, I want to dispel this idea that, like, you don't need help to be a good quarterback. Right. Who are all of these quarterbacks that are doing it with no help? Joy just brought up Justin Herbert. He finally looked good the other night because he got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. We were dogging on him for losing and looking like trash before that. Who, where else can I go? Patrick Mahomes has played with multiple Hall of Famers with an S. Like, that is important. Tom Brady ascended into this elite category of passer when Randy Moss wound up on his team. Mm. Let's not get that twisted. James Jones is here today. Mm. Who did he play with? Talk to him. Who did Aaron Rodgers have at the beginning of his career? And what does Aaron Rodgers look like right now when he doesn't have a ton of help? It's okay to say that you need help. Who are all of these quarterbacks that are doing it without it? Like, everybody loves to do that. I can bring it back to the Cowboys like I love to do. Micah's own guy, Dak Prescott, had a wonderful offensive line Mm -hmm. and an amazing running game at the start of his career, Mm -hmm. fell off. And what did the Cowboys do? They went and got Amari Cooper. Mm. He got a hell of a lot better when he had him. Top five draft pick. It is not an indictment on a quarterback to say that he looks better because he's got good players around. Of course not. But it's also not an indictment, James Jones or Dave Hellman, because you were just speaking, to ask the question. You and I worked together in 2016. Don't you lie on national television. I would never. We were in Dallas. Working for the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, he had 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. Then he had six rushing touchdowns as well. I believe he had 30 total touchdowns and four picks. Cowboys were 13 and three. 13 and three. Number one in the division. And everybody asked, is it Dak Prescott? Or is it the roster? And we didn't all freak out because somebody asked the question. So, James, why are you freaking out? It's it's a little different. And and I'm freaking out because, number one, (laughs) right, it's foul. And it's disrespectful. Oh, my God. What else does the young fella have to do? His team is 12-1. and one. You spoke of the run game. Yes, sir. He is not a thousand rusher with Minshew in there, right? No, because sir. you have to account for whose legs. Jalen Hurts. And who does that free up, right? Yes, that frees up Miles Sanders does, and it's sir. less people in the box. Yes, sir. So credit him for the thousand-yard rusher. Okay. You talk about the receivers. Okay. Who throwing them the ball? Right? And these balls, I mean, he's throwing them open. Mm-hmm. Like his passing percentage, completion percentage is top of the league. They are, in, best. they are in the position they are in because of the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's disrespectful because you're saying you're a student of the game. Yep. You're saying you watch a film, Micah. Yep. Obviously not. Don't do that. No, 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 I am going to do that. Because when you turn the tape on of Jalen Hurts, he's playing the best football of any quarterback in the National Football League right now. And that is why he is up for the MVP. So you're not really watching the tape. 
Because what he does for this offense is everything. He helps the pass game. He helps the run game. He helps the O-line with him moving the pocket question. and getting out of the pocket. I, I mean, he, he, he's third and something in rushing well, yards as a quarterback. Question, please, I'm sir. waiting on your question. I'm listening to you, brother. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You said I just amped up right now because that's disrespectful. Can we watch some tape together, watch sir? Tape, Sal, man. we watch some tape. Now let's throw it in Now you're going to bring up three of his bad plays. No, not at all. This is a great play. Okay. It's a great play. I broke this play down okay. early in the week. Right. Jalen Hurts, a 10-yard rushing touchdown, but what I also said was, dang, Nick Sirianni's good. Yeah. Because what you see is Miles Sanders goes in motion. The two players that can stop the run, they're looking at Miles Sanders. Incredible play design. And Jalen Hurts, James Jones, you could do this. You could walk in untouched. I'm not slighting Jalen Hurts for walking in untouched. That's one like of his 10 are. rushing you, touchdowns. Not to I'm not you. slighting him at all whatsoever. Not to cut you off. Do you call that play for Minshew? That, there you because go. Because he's the dude. That is, that is the nuance. That is the nuance. But here's my point. If you're Micah Parsons, and I would hope that you watch more film than I do, but I watched that film from the Giants game. Yeah. If you're Micah Parsons and you're looking at the tape, and you're saying, wait a second, that's the touchdown, I believe, that gave the Eagles their points into the 30s. The game was over. Yeah. You're like, wait a second. That counts as a 10-yard rushing touchdown for Jalen, 10 more yards for Jalen, boosts his rushing average. But you're like, that wasn't Jalen Hurts. If you are Micah Parsons, you are saying, that's Jason Kelsey, that's Nick Sirianni, that's Lane Johnson. You're not looking at that play going like, oh, my God. Why them, why them linebackers dropping out of there like that? Miles Sanders went motion. Because the fear of the pass, too, because he can do it all. They are in this position because of Jalen Hurts. Listen, Micah. It's disrespectful, bro. And you know it. I'm looking dead at you in camera number two right now. It's disrespectful, <laughs> bro. What you just said about him. On a podcast, talking, I don't, it's disrespectful. This man is balling right now at an MVP level. You know what you was getting at. You know what you was getting at. You basically saying he's not that dude. It's everybody around him. That's disrespectful. Joy, Jalen Hurts is an MVP. I got a question, Joy. Um, if not LeBron James, let me not get into a debate. If not LeBron James, who's the greatest basketball player of all time? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Duh, Michael Jordan. That's an easy question. Greatest basketball player of all time. Okay, but what I'm glad you we, said you don't want to get into it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> you worded that poorly okay. for not wanting to get no, into it. It's not day, LeBron James. But... I don't want to get into it. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Michael Jordan, obviously. Yeah. But what do we always say? Man, would Michael have won six without Scotty? Man, because Michael didn't win before no, Scotty. everyone doesn't say that. Uh, you've heard it in the barbershops? Because I've heard it. I just want to make sure I ain't tripping. I heard it. I've heard the yeah, question. Yeah. Now, I won't say everyone. The person who speaks in absolutes is an absolute liar. So I will not say everyone. But in several conversations, man, Michael ain't winning without Scotty. Would Michael have won without Scotty? I don't think it's a slight to ask the question. We're not saying Michael's not one of the greatest, if not the greatest player of all time. We're just saying when you have elite help, then maybe I can ask the question, would you be doing as well? You mean like LeBron James with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh? Yes. You mean like LeBron James with Anthony Davis? Absolutely. You mean like LeBron James with Kyrie, Kyrie Irving? Irving? Yes, lesser than, but yes. Okay. The reason that happens is because football and basketball are team sports. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're right. So there will be other good players on championship but, teams. But my thing is, is, why we keep doing this to Jalen Hurts? Because we don't do it to Patrick Jaylen, Mahomes, and he has yes, all this talent because around Jaylen him. Because Jalen is, is, is put into a space. that People haven't updated their version of Jalen Hurts. They haven't Bingo. upgraded their phone. They still think and use the software of Jalen Hurts from last year. And you know and why? Because they're not watching tape. He is significantly Thank you. better than he was last year. But in people's minds... Mm -hmm. Maybe because they haven't watched enough of the Eagles play this year 
or maybe because they are looking at the roster or they're just paying attention to the A.J. Brown addition. But if you truly watch this team, and you don't have to break down tape. Like, everyone's like, you're not breaking down tape. Okay. Highlights on Twitter are not breaking down tape. <clears throat> if you just watch this team, you can see, and if you look at the statistics and the different versions in which they are winning games, it is not just that Jalen Hurts is running the ball and using his legs. That does make them a more dynamic offense and make him dangerous, but he is also throwing the ball at a high level as well, which he wasn't necessarily doing last year. So to me, I think people are just a prisoner of the version that they had of Jalen Hurts last year, and they haven't upgraded it. Now, I don't know whose app they're using where it doesn't say that the Philadelphia Eagles aren't still the best team in football, even record-wise by a large margin. So you might just want to pay attention to why that's happening. The only reason why I ask that is because we sit up here and we talk about Tua mm-hmm. when they started off with a hot start. Oh, yes, shoot. Tua back. Got a coach that believe in him. He up for MVP. He this, he that, he that. Daniel Jones started off hot start. Oh, he finally got him a coach calling him to plays, doing this. But when you talk Jalen Hurts and his team is 12, we don't hear none of that. It's the people around him. I have an answer answer for you, but Dave, chime in first. I will get back to that cliffhanger. Go Mm. ahead. I just think, like, it, it's it's fair to, like, like Von Miller said in the clip, like, it's it's okay if both of these things are true. Like, part of the reason Jalen Hurts looks good is that his supporting cast is very good. First of all, that's the Eagles' job. That is literally <laughs> right. the point of an NFL front office. And Jalen Hurts doesn't have to apologize for having Absolutely to not. And on top of that, my thing, if you remember, I said this on this show in August. I thought Jalen Hurts was the third-year quarterback with the most pressure on him yep. because he was a second-round pick, no fifth-year option, a GM that loves to get new quarterbacks in the building. There was no guarantee that this guy was the quarterback of the future. And they set it up, and they said, hey, dude, everything's right except for you. You have a chance to go and grab control. And it's not even like the Eagles are okay. They're the best team in the yeah. league. Yep. And he – it's not – like – Watch them play. It's not like he ain't a passenger on this ride. So to say that it's not him. He didn't say that. Okay, to say that he isn't a huge In asking the question, he is inferring that this is at the very least a possibility. Sure. And, and like, let's not try and come up with a different, like, excuses for this. Like, he's – we all know what he's You don't saying. ask the question if, if you, you don't, don't kind of think what you're saying. Let, yeah, let, me, saying. let me answer your question before we get out of here. One, I believe we can all assume Michael Parsons watches tape. Yes. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, sure. So, yeah, so Michael baller. Parsons ain't just spewing nonsense for no good reason. Oh, you're baller. But we all have access to the same tape, Michael Parsons. Yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't definitely don't. Because Michael Parsons, you know, in teams, they got, they got <laughs> access. I'm saying we all watch the same games. Yes. Michael but, Parsons yes. plays in. But there's a they're difference. not like playing in like a secret hidden league. No. Yes. But there's a difference between <laughs> watching the game and watching tape. That's what there's, there is a difference there. Okay. James, let me get to your question. Mm-hmm. If you are a defender looking at Jalen Hurts, the reason I believe people do it is because Jalen Hurts, he impacts you and he bludgeons you, but I do not believe that he scares you. Everybody take a breath. Okay. Why do I say that? I'll take a deep one. Why do I say that? DBs, I would assume a defensive back would rather face DeAndre Hopkins and Cooper Cup. I would assume. That's just my assumption. I feel like that's over a safe Over A.J. Brown and... DeAndre Hopkins over uh, guarding Cooper Cup. I believe they would rather... Excuse me, I believe they'd rather guard Cooper Cup than guard DeAndre Hopkins if you pull most defensive backs. Okay. But Cooper Cup gonna get busy. He gonna give you more numbers than DeAndre Hopkins. He gonna get oh. busy. But... Cooper Cup's not as scary as DeAndre Hopkins. Let me personalize him. I had to see uh, Justin Blackman and Des Bryant in college. Not professional, those two. 
college, those two. Nightmares. Yeah. Justin Blackman wasn't scaring nobody. Mm -hmm. Dez Bryant was. You want to know who gave us that work? Mm. Justin Blackman, well, who's a higher draft pick? Justin Blackman. The point I'm making is Jalen Hurts gets crazy numbers, but I don't think he's as scary as Patrick Mahomes. I don't think defenders are as afraid of him as Justin Herbert. I don't think defenders are afraid of him as Lamar Jackson. So for that reason, Joy, I think they're saying well, Lamar like, Jackson, oh, he's good. Lamar Jackson is a league MVP. Patrick Mahomes is a league MVP mm. and has won a Super Bowl. <clears throat> We're not putting Jalen Hurts in that category. He has more to do in this league. And I think Jalen Hurts would agree with he that. He does have more to do but, in this but, league. But this season, right now, the way that the version today of Jalen Hurts is different than the last two years. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't updated your materials, that's your fault. But the roster's different, And too. if you don't want to be afraid of Jalen Hurts, that's not Jalen Hurts' problem. Because so far they've beaten everybody who mm. isn't afraid of them except for one mm. team because they did nothing but make mistakes all oh, day. Yeah. So And ends. The best part of this Come for on. all of us is next week, we're going to get to see. Man, we're going we to get to see. And I think that's the problem, right? They're not scared of him. And you should that's be. That's what I'm saying. Why because are you not scared of him? Because he is a problem. Because to be honest with you, right, defensive coordinators don't lose their sleep over JoJo Burrow. And I know JoJo special over Patrick Mahomes. They lose their sleep. No, no, no. Whoa, listen, whoa, listen whoa, to where whoa, I'm whoa, going with whoa, this. Whoa, they whoa. don't lose their sleep like over that. Right? I don't like where you, you lose your sleep over guys like Lamar Jackson, guys like Jalen Hurts, to where everything is covered first down, 50 yards later. Those are the scary quarterbacks. You are, as a defense coordinator, you play defense. You would rather play a passer than a guy that can all do day. all of that. All day. Right? And that puts fear in the defense, fear in the defensive coordinator because of what they can do. So these guys you named to me, yes, they MVPs and all that. But if you're talking Lamar Jackson and you're talking Jalen Hurts, they put more fear into me than the Joe Burrows and the Justin Herberts, even though they are true passers because you have to cover everything. And it's a reason why. Look at that record. 12 and 1. 12 and 1. These other pocket passers and dudes y'all say is this and that, right? They got way more than one loss, right? <laughs> and Jalen Hurst is the pilot of this ship, and he can't be stopped, man. The sound Parsons is that's disrespectful. <laughs> hey, you know who ain't scared? Michael Parsons. I'm here for all the smoke. Uh, uh, Coming see. up, speaking of Joe Burrow, he has to play Tom Brady this weekend, but there's been comparison to the greatest of all time. Is Joe Burrow like Tom Brady. Oh, we got to talk about that next on Speak. Jojo. Jojo. The Bengals face the Bucks Sunday, which means Joe Burrow versus Tom Brady. The Athletic wrote, the Bengals star reminds some of the GOAT based on potential. Bengals defensive coordinator said their approach is similar, adding they're both all about doing what it takes to win. I love the comparison between Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. I love it. I hate most Tom Brady comparisons. Why? Because anybody that's trying to make a Tom Brady comparison is typically trying to make it based on measurables. Yeah. But Tom Brady's greatest attribute were not his measurables. They weren't his height. They weren't his 40 time. They weren't his arm. He was a six-round pick for a reason. Amongst others, he did not start the entirety of that last year at Michigan. So if you're going to make a comparison to Tom Brady, you better not use it with measurables. Mm. You better not make a comparison to Tom Brady based off measurables. What can you make the comparison based off of? Making everybody around you better. Yes. Now, most people do not have the ability to look beyond the tape or look beyond the numbers and say, wait, what is that intangible I can't put my hands on? But when you do that, you say Joe Burrow's greatest attribute isn't the speed. It's not his arm strength. It's not his accuracy. For whatever reason, 
He walks into Baton Rouge, walks onto LSU's campus, and a team that lost four or five games a year before goes undefeated. Mm. For the first time in the history of college football, has a 15-win, no-loss season. For whatever reason, Joe Burrow walks into Cincinnati and takes a 2-14 and team two years later to a Super Bowl. It's not because of his tangibles. It's because Joe Burrow makes everybody around him better. The person who did that best and does that best in the National Football League is Tom Brady. I do not like most Tom Brady comparisons, but the Joe Burrow-Tom Brady comparison, that one, Dave, I'm here for. I despise it. I hate it a lot. And here's the, thi- here's the funny thing. Like, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's got nothing to do with how I feel about Joe Burrow. I believe deep in the core of my soul <laughs> in Joe Burrow. And some of the stuff you're saying I, I hear, the intangibles, the way that he can inspire guys. The, the, like, if, if clutch is a gene, he's got it, right? Like, never flappable, always delivers in the big moment, got one of the worst franchises in the, in the league to a Super Bowl year two, and I'll go on record and say he'll be back in that game multiple times before he retires. Like, I, I think that's Fair. probably true. Yep. I hate it because it's just what what is it who does it serve? What does it serve? It's not fair to anyone. It's not fair to Joe Burrow to compare him to the best player to ever live. It's not fair to Tom Brady to compare him to a guy that's never won a, a pro championship when he's won 7 of them. It like what what does this serve really other than to make people mad, which is probably <laughs> what we're doing right here. And honestly, it's it's toxic. It rem- like you brought up, did you remember how mad all four of us got when you brought up MJ and LeBron a minute ago? Just like, <laughs> here we go. And why is that? It's like it, it creates this toxic environment where there's there's a group of people that love MJ and remember MJ. And then there's a group of people that love LeBron and, and they'll never agree. Right. And it's like, well, if you love LeBron more than MJ, it's just because you don't even remember Michael Jordan's career. And now all of a sudden you're rooting on LeBron James's downfall because somebody had the audacity <laughs> to compare him to your favorite player. That's what happens when you do stuff like this. All of a sudden people are like, oh, oh, you think you think you're Tom Brady now? Punk. OK, <laughs> see what you can like. It's, it's toxic. And so I hate it. And it's got nothing to do with how good I think Joe Burrow is. I think he's the man. It's just like, why don't we pump the brakes and just say Joe Burrow is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league? Honestly, if you take Tom and Rogers out of the equation, so we're, just, we're not talking old heads here. If we're just talking guys below the age of 28. Who has a better other than Mahomes? It's Mahomes. And then Burrow's got as good of a case as anybody. You could argue that he's the second best young quarterback in the NFL right now. And that's good enough for me. We ain't got to bring the 45-year-old goat into the conversation. It just doesn't serve anyone. Stop. (laughs) Stop comparing people to Tom Brady. Dave, you asked who does this serve. Whoever put this on the headline is who it serves. (laughs) Yep. That's it. It's nonsense. We're so addicted to comps that we will diminish someone's greatness and elevate others past all of the accomplishments that you have to reach to be spoken about in that air just to have these comparative conversations. And it's nonsense. Stop comparing people to Tom Brady. Tom Brady has won more championships than any organization Mm -hmm. in the NFL. Mm. He is the greatest player of all time. There's not someone close. And this is why he should have retired, because now people are starting to pick at this. And it's not Joe Burrow's fault. 
Joe, and I'm sure Joe wants nothing to do with this <laughs> at all. And I'm sure if you asked him, he would probably disagree as competitive and as, as, as rageful of competition as he is. The problem I have with this is there becomes this idea that like an intangible is the only thing that you need to reach the level that Tom Brady is. And Tom Brady has dealt with this throughout his entire career. And now that he looks vulnerable again, we are starting to have these conversations. People always talk about how athletic Tom Brady is. Tom Brady is not a, a great athlete. He is a world-class athlete. He spends all day <laughs> fixing and working on his body, millions of dollars, eating avocado ice cream and whatever else, so that he can go out there and perform at the highest level. Every athlete is different. Everybody is different. That's true. But you don't win seven championships because you're rolled off the couch eating Fritos and Mountain Dew and decide to pick up a ball because you're Uncle Rico and you can throw it over <laughs> the mountains. Like, the comparison is just silly. Joe Burr, but, but, I'm glad that this happened for one reason and one reason only, what you ended with. If we're comparing Joe Burrow to Tom Brady, can we stop, can we stop putting him in the lower level of category of the top? Like, it's Mahomes, it's Burrow, it's, it's Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Can we, can we, and mm-hmm. then... And then it's like, and then it's slot down. If you want to put Lamar up there because of MVP, we'll allow it. Mm-hmm. But like, then there's a step down. Because if we're comparing him to Tom Brady, then we got to start putting some respect on what he's actually doing in the league right now. Sure. And I hear, I hear what all you guys are saying, and, and we shouldn't be comparing anybody to Tom Brady. And especially when you talk about accolades and stats, because, I mean, you can find anything, any stat to make you look good against anybody. First three years, first two mm-hmm. years, whatever. You can find some of that, right? But just like you spoke on, right, it's some things that, you just cannot teach. Yep. You, you just can't teach it. You just, it's God-given, right? And I truly believe that Joe Burrow and Tom Brady have that it factor of God-given ability of how to lead men, Yep. right? Tom was in the sixth round. JoJo Burrow was his first pick overall to the worst franchise at the time. That's why you're the first pick. And he has changed that whole thing around. Strictly because when he takes the football field, everybody in that organization, everybody on that team believes we have a chance, Mm -hmm. right? And that is the JoJo Burrow effect, and that's the Tom Brady effect. Whether in New England, whether he signed, and once we seen him sign to Tampa, we like, they going to the Super Bowl, right? He ain't have to throw a pass, right? But we like, that's the Tom Brady effect. He going to get the – and even when you hear their teammates talk, you hear anybody that played with Tom Brady talk, they talk about how such a great leader – how, how he led men, all that, right? And that is what JoJo Burrow has. And I believe whoever Jojo came... JoJo Burrow, uh, Burrow, that's just, yeah, that's just a little swag <laughs> out, you know? I, I, I like it. I'm, curious. I'm a fan. So JoJo Burrow, like, this to me, whoever put this out, is just basically letting everybody know that JoJo is that dude. But couldn't... And we know he's that dude. Of course he's that dude. But, I love JoJo, yeah. okay? I was advocating for like, not that <laughs> it needed to be advocated for, but like there were people doubting whether he was capable because he only had one great year in college. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he was gonna be that dude. Mm-hmm. I love JoJo. Yeah. But couldn't you make that same intangible argument for Josh Allen? Don't you think when Josh Allen's oh, on the Okay, I sorry. Think, I think Don't it's you think that when jo- I know you I know you think it's going down. I'm I'm sorry. My no, I'm just saying leader of men too. Yes, I think but you don't think Josh different. Allen is a leader of men? Not like Jojo. Not like Joe. Here, here's my thought though. I have two thoughts. One, I don't hate comparisons. For this reason, 
Like, we do comparisons. Is this team as good as the, the 72 Dolphins? Is the undefeated Patriots? Would they have been this? Would they have been that? Shakari Richardson, is she the next Flojo? Uh, Arian Knighton, is he the next Usain Bolt? We don't have to necessarily go all the way to the accomplishment to say, like, oh, we see some similar characteristics. Well, yeah, because greatness has similar characteristics. Correct. But that's why I say Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. So this is why I... Like, I'm leaders, finished. how about... We're talking about winners. How about Joe Montana? Did we forget that he was cool. the, the, the undisputed well, goat before Tom like Brady that one. beat here's at, why, Atlanta? Here's why I stay in this weird lane, because I believe that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson are more talented quarterbacks than Joe Burrow. Just like I believe Aaron Rodgers... Uh, you could argue Donovan. Nah, you can't really argue Donovan. Now he's number two overall pick. Several other people are more talented than Tom Brady. If you just want to talk about natural physical talent. So then you're like, okay, if you, Aaron Rodgers, are more talented, you, McNabb, are more talented, what in the world makes Brady better? If you, Mahomes, no, not Mahomes. He's actually won a Super Bowl. If you, Josh Allen, if you, Lamar Jackson, if y'all are more talented, what makes Burrow better? That, to me, Joy, is why I'm like, oh, there's a comparison. Because what Tom Brady lacked and what Joe Burrow lacks, if you will, compared to the other groups, they, they make up for in the intangible. What's the intangible? Oh, they share it. That's why I'm like, there's a comp. But my argument is a lot of great players share the intangible of being able to lead men. Mm. What makes Tom Brady different is he led seven groups of those men <laughs> to championships. The, there are a lot of great leaders. And, and I, I please, like, I want to be very clear, I am not slandering Joe Burrow. Like, I love Joe Burrow, and I agree with you that he has that intangible. But to jump to comparison to Tom Brady, rather than saying Joe Burrow is an outstanding leader, immediately creates this conversation of, is Joe Burrow now going to be right. able to cap be capable of leading seven teams to a championship we're, and winning we're, that. Yeah. We're, and we're not necessarily saying he's going to lead seven teams, right? And, and it's kind of hard to explain, but it's really just that it factor. Like, yeah. I'm it's, when JoJo Burrow steps into the huddle and he stepped into the huddle with a team that had, took him first overall that was not good, and now you are back-to-back -back winning seasons coming off of a Super Bowl appearance, right? It's strictly because of the it factor he has to lead men. A lot of these quarterbacks came into really good situations and still couldn't no, do what JoJo Burrow doing. Why I and I'm not even talking so about stats. I'm just talking about leading. Yes, yeah. because dude. Cincinnati was terrible. I agree with you. That's why I constantly say, why are we not mentioning Joe Burrow when we say yeah. Patrick Mahomes yeah. and Josh Allen? He's the one that took a bad situation all the way to the Super Bowl with the worst offensive line. Hey, final thought. I think, I mean, and I think he's changing that. Give it another month. We'll see what happens in the playoff. I think he's right there in that category. I will. Put a little more respect on Joe Burrow's natural ability. The, yeah, he was the yeah. number one overall pick. You don't get number one overall just because you he have some like my size. To you. Like <laughs> he's got it. I mean, his people knock his arm. That man is Houdini in the pocket, and he can put the ball wherever the hell he wants to, pretty much any time. Like he is a gifted, gifted quarterback. And so you know, he wasn't pick one ninety nine. He was pick number one. You don't do that because of how you interview coaches, purely. That's not the only reason why. No. And so, that's... Well, that, yeah, Baker Mayfield was the number one. That's what oh, I'm getting to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, they have made a bunch. I still, fair. I still think it's a different... And that's why I just... I would love it if these guys 
could be their own yes. thing. Yes. That he, that's just not possible, bro. You get right. in a different industry. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. You know if, what I'm saying? If we can't do that, if we Joy. can't help ourselves, can we please just put Tom on the shelf? Like, can we just leave him? Because Montana was up there. Yeah, yeah. Montana had his yeah. show for a long time, and nobody ever thought anyone was going to come. We didn't have to have the conversation, and then Tom came along, and we was like, all right, here's my thought. now that you've had the accomplishments, we will now have this conversation, the, and now we have slid Tom above. The only reason I don't think we can put Tom on the shelf is because outside of Tom, there is nobody to me that has the it factor that Joe has. So Joe has no Joe other comp but Tom. That is to me why, like, I have to reach for Tom because I can't say that Peyton had it. I can't say that Rogers had it. I can't say that Eli had it. Tom is the only one that, in my mind, has that same it that Joe has. We got to talk more about it later because coming up, <laughs> Micah Parsons, he's given the Eagles bulletin board material. I guess if you're scared, you might have a problem with what he said. Oh, we got to talk go. about what he said uh-huh. next on Speak. Drama in Dallas. If we look at the Eagles, is it Hurts or the team? <sighs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's a- <laughs> I think it's system and team. I'm not trying to make no enemies. I I just like I just love the game so much and I understand it so much that like I can't I, I like I like when things are off I, I just can't like hold it in like I almost gotta say something. Michael Parsons kicking up some dust, Dallas Cowboys star defender. I, I understand what he's saying. I'll be real with y'all, I understand what he's saying. And the reason being is you can question is it a great player or a team when the great player hasn't been great outside of the team. I'm going to give you all a little bit to digest that because that took me a long time to digest that. If the great player ain't been great outside the team, you can question it, right? Who was A.J. Brown before Jalen Hurts? He was a 1,000-yard receiver. Who was Devontae Smith before Jalen Hurts? He was a Heisman Trophy-winning wide receiver. Wide receivers don't win the Heisman. Who was Miles Sanders before Jalen Hurts? He was a 1,300-yard rusher. Who was Dallas Goddard before Jalen Hurts? He was a 600-yard receiver. Who was Lane Johnson before Jalen Hurts? He was an all-pro right tackle. Who was Jason Kelsey before Jalen Hurts? He was an all-pro center. So if you were looking at all of these incredibly talented individuals before Jalen Hurts, and then you put Jalen Hurts with all these incredibly talented individuals, you might say to yourself, is it Hurts? Or is it all those incredibly talented individuals? We did this conversation 30 minutes ago, and I believe it was Dave. It may have been Joy who brought up a great point about LeBron James with Anthony Davis, LeBron James with Kyrie Irving. It was was Joy. Joy. LeBron James with all these different people. LeBron James, well, the Cavs without LeBron James, they weren't good. Anthony Davis without LeBron James, he wasn't good. The Heat team those years leading up to without LeBron James, they were perennial five, four, six seeds. So without LeBron, they weren't good. With LeBron, they won chips. But without Jalen Hurts, these Eagles players were still talented. That is why I understand the asking of the question. With the exception. Actually, I think we need to stop saying asking the question because he did also say it's he said it's system. Mm. It's team. He, he said did, it. He did say that. He asked the question. Vaughn tried to say it's Following up to Vaughn, he said it's system, it's team. Mm. So now it's Nick Sirianni's system. Let's just, let's, I'm not, we need to play the sound again? You, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, we I was heard listening it. to the same. We were listening we to the same. We, we, we heard the same. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you, let's run it one more time. Run the sound again. <laughs> run the sound again. If we look at the Eagles, is it Hurts or the team? <sighs> I think it's a little bit of both, man. I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's, it's system and team. I'm not trying to make no enemies. I I just like I just love the game so much and I understand it so much that like 
You did say that. I can't. I, I like. I like when things are off. I, I just can't. Like, hold it in. Like, I almost gotta say something. <laughs> he said it. Go ahead, Joy Taylor. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I wasn't tripping. That's what he said, right? That's what he said. said. Okay, so now it's Nick Sirianni's system. Sorry to laugh, but like, it's it's uh, Nick Sirianni's doing an amazing job. But now we have an unquestioned, battle-tested system with Nick Sirianni. Mm. That's how far we're we're demote. So now it's not. It's definitely not just Jalen Hurts. It's the it's the system first. It's everybody but. And then it's the team. And then it's Jalen Hurts. Like, that's what, that's what Micah said. That's not what I said. True. That's what Micah said. Yes. I could hear. Some, you know, I'm a little bit deaf. That is that's what he said. I run it one more time. That is what he said. Okay. I don't. Micah can say whatever he wants. No doubt. We were talking about this yesterday. This is exactly what the <laughs> Cowboys do. It Always sure happens this way. I tried to walk you through it scientifically yesterday. I forgot to get the graph, so now we have it, so I can walk everyone through how this works with the Cowboys. Okay, so the season starts. Oh, we're on the big board. <laughs> we're on the big board. Then we win some games. <laughs> the fans get their hopes up. The media gets their hopes up. We the boys. It's our year. This is hold the up, stage hold that we are currently up. in. Uh, Jalen Hurts and the 12-1 and 1 Eagles aren't really that good. It's really just the team. It's not the MVP candidate, Jalen Hurts. And then we have the next stage. We know how that goes. And then we cycle around to the beginning of next year where we will begin again. This is the problem with the Dallas Cowboys. This is why I will not take the Cowboys juice until after next week. The Cowboys, who think that Jalen Hurts ain't mm, Mm. win, then we'll start talking about it. You play next week. They do. And this is is like – the one thing you don't want to do is give the tiniest little bit of build, bulletin board material to your opponent who you are in division with. And this ain't even bulletin board material. We've done multiple segments. We've done like 15 minutes of our show already on this conversation. It's, yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, as a member of the media, this is incredible. Oh, no. The Cowboys, we, I, I mean, I love you, Cowboys. I, I love you so much. And, and Micah, Parsons, Micah Parsons specifically is not afraid to say the things he actually means, which is great for us. And he's act, he's good enough that he can back it up. So, like, Correct. more power to you. Correct. You are a grown man, Micah. You say whatever the hell you want to say. My thing, I, I, I don't think it's the smartest idea in the world to say this, what, 10 days before the Eagles come to town? Remember Tyreek Hill broke the Internet because he said in the offseason mm-hmm. that Tua threw a more accurate ball than Pat, right? You remember that? Yes. And we talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. And by the time the season got here, so many things had happened. It's whatever. That's yesterday's news. That's three months ago's news. If you want to go on Vaughn's show in the offseason, say whatever the hell you want to say. The fact that you would say it 10 days before Armageddon. I mean, this is Cowboys, Eagles, potentially, probably not with the division on the line, but like major, major stakes. You're not only going to piss Jalen Hurts off, you got the whole team pissed off. It's not about scared. scared. Work smarter, not harder. If you Micah Parsons, it's not about being scared. You can work. Micah Parsons is one of the most talented and gifted defenders. Yeah, but it's not the fighting Micahs. It's the Cowboys. Sure, but Micah's going up against Jalen. Micah's going up against Lane. You know who else is hearing this? You know who else is hearing this, too? Who? Because they got the internets there in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts' teammates, who very much ride with him, who play on the opposite side of the ball, who will be playing against Dak Prescott. Absolutely. And and, and, and Demarcus Lawrence is going to be riding. And J-Ron Kurtz is going to be riding. Uh, Let's make it happen, everybody. Number one, I mean, I'm all good for the dogfight. Let's get it on. Let's Let's go on to the division game. Say whatever you want to say, Micah. You know, let's ride. We got to play. 
but this is disrespectful. <laughs> and I'm, 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 just, I'm just keeping it a buck. I'm telling you straight up, this is disrespectful. What Jalen Hurts has accomplished this season and how he has this team at 12-1, and one, those comments from Micah Parsons is disrespectful to Jalen Hurts. And you want to talk system, you want to bring, it's the system and the team. Well, Lamar Jackson came into the Baltimore Ravens, and they had a system in play, and he won an MVP. He did. Right? And everybody's praising him like, oh, they put him in the right system. Yes, sir. We talked for years, and I know we, we hate bringing up Tom Brady, but we talked for years. It's Bill Belichick's system. Yes, Tom sir. going lights out and all that type of stuff. But those quarterbacks still got all the praise. Mm. They're winning because of them and what they can do. And now when you talk Jalen Hurts with what he's doing, the system he's in, everybody's saying it's the people around him in the system not giving him his credit. Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP he level. He is. They're able to do everything they do on the offensive side of the ball and what they want to do because number one is at quarterback. True. Defenses have to play him a certain way on the defensive side of the ball, and certain things are open for mastermind Nick Sariani to call offensive plays because of number one. This is true. So you to get up there and say team because he got O-line and he got receivers and all that, the guy that is driving this boat is Jalen Hurts. You can't drive a boat. Question Whatever. Steering boat, driving boat, driving whatever, boat. Whatever, whatever you want to do. It's driving. Jalen Hurts is driving this thing. It's got a throttle. Thing. It's got a motor Talk on the back. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is driving this thing. And it's disrespectful for him to come out and go around him and to say it's everybody else. Let me ask you a question. And the system? Let me ask you a question. Come on, man. Let me ask you a question. Um, and we can all collectively answer this question. I have my answer. Outside of the quarterback position, who has the best team in football outside of the quarterback position? Who has the best team in football? Buffalo Bills got it's a lot of it's a lot of teams out there that I, I, got I would really good like roster, teams. roster. Yes. I would roster, say Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a top roster. For I mean, they lost. There there other, I would have said Buffalo. There are yeah, other but at this rosters. point in time, yeah, right now I would probably say Philly got the best roster. Okay. But what does that have to do about how I, high I, he's playing? I will playing? tell you. I will tell you why. Philadelphia has the best team in football. The best. I would say it is unquestioned, particularly with Von Miller being gone. That's what I'm saying, because Tom Brady has had the best teams in football, top five, top ten defenses, but he gets the credit. Now it's all this for Hurts. If the Eagles have the best team in football, and we have all unanimously, maybe James is still going to say the Bills. Don't forget the Niners. Yes, but without, especially without Debo Samuel, without Jimmy Garoppolo, without Trey Lambert, but we're not talking quarterbacks, just without Debo Samuel, et cetera. If the Eagles have the best team in football, then how is it a crazy concept to question? Because we have eyeballs. Because we have eyeballs. Because we can see the statistics. Because we can see them throw for 300 yards or run for 300 yards, and he is a part of that run game. Because we have eyeballs. You, I'm glad you brought up the Niners. This would be an appropriate question for Brock Purdy and the Niners. Yeah. This would be an appropriate – is it the team, is it the system, or is it Brock Purdy? Well, it's the team and it's the system because Brock Purdy is a seventh-round rookie who we've say, or seen Jimmy play. G. Sure, but we'll keep it to Brock Purdy because some can argue, you do, that Jimmy is a big part of that. That's, this is a conversation for Brock Purdy, and that's not no disrespect to him. But we know that this, what that system and what that team can do because we've watched it all season long without him. Mm-hmm. With Jalen Hurts not on the field, they are not as good of a team as they are, which is conveniently the best team in football by a margin. The Cowboys also are quarterbacked by Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. So for Micah to come out and talk about are they good because of the quarterback or because of the system, and you have someone who is – 
as critiqued as Dak Prescott is, like there's a, this is lining up for a lot of things. Again, I don't I want Micah to say things like this. Please go on Ron's podcast I, more. I, I but at it. the end of the day, these are, these things have consequences. I got a question for you. Give me a really good football team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl with a bad quarterback. Besides there is none, because I think quarterbacks win and lose games. San Francisco. Exactly, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, th- and that is my point, right? You're a good football team because how you are playing at the quarterback position. And that's why it could be the Niner system, because that's an exception, right? They are still winning games, playing at a high level with Jimmy Garoppolo, Purdy, and all these dudes. But when you really sit down and look at it, the good football teams in the National Football League have really good quarterbacks. If you take JoJo Burrow off the Cincinnati Bengals, they're not going to be a good not football team. If you take Justin Herbert off the Chargers, even though they ain't up there in the top, they're not going to be a better football team. If you remove Patrick Mahomes, they're not going to be a good football team. This is the same thing for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you move number one, they are not 12 and one, which means he is the main reason why they are having success. I'm not saying everything, but he's the main reason. And for you to go around him to everybody else, yeah, it was everybody That's else. That's disrespectful, it man. It was everybody else. That's disrespectful. I wish we could it was, revisit it was this layers more. of everyone else before <laughs> it got to Jalen. Coming up, the Dolphins offense has been off the rails as of late, but they got the Buffalo Bills Saturday with the entire world watching. Can the Dolphins get back on track, or might they fall out the playoff picture? Next on Speed. And Jimmy and Brock are playing well. Yep. Let's get back to the NFL. Tua Tagovailoa's crew has scored under 20 points in each of their back-to-back losses. Mike McDaniel said part of where they are at, quote, certainly guys possibly pressing, playing outside of the scheme, close quote. Miami seven-and-a-half-point underdogs at Buffalo this week, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Seven-and-a-half-point dogs. That's not good. Uh, Joy, will the Dolphins get back on track this weekend? Sure. Why not? <laughs> They're a good team. They've been a good team all season long. All season long, we've been talking about how great Tua has been. Mike McDaniels, how talented this team is, how creative he's been with the offense. Are they back on track? Tua's a franchise quarterback. Why can't they win in Buffalo this weekend? I know it's been bad the past two weeks, but let's take a look at the evidence, shall we? Mm-hmm. I love stats and, like, things that actually happen so we can go back and look at it. Remember when the Bills lost two games in a row? I do. This year. Yep. The Titans, two games in a row, and then – they're currently on a three-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bengals lost two in a row. The Patriots have lost two in a row twice this season. The Niners have lost two in a row. The Bucks lost two in a row and then three in a row. The Commanders lost four in a row. The Giants lost two in a row. It's not the end of the world. All those teams are playoff teams or Super Bowl contending teams. Yep. It's not the end of the world. The Patriots went into Buffalo last year and won the game with Mac Jones throwing the ball three times and completing it twice. Mm. Now they were running the ball a little bit good, better. Good system. Oh, that system, I get you. <laughs> is, is it the system? Is it the players? So, yes, it's entirely possible for them to go into Buffalo this weekend. I don't love that it was a little too cold in L.A. for, for, the, for, for the Dolphins this past weekend. It was chilly. But, yes, go in there, get a win. You're a good team. There's no reason why this shouldn't be a win for the Dolphins. There are a lot of reasons why it shouldn't. Yeah, if you're looking at it from Buffalo's perspective, but I'm looking at it from Miami's but even, perspective. Even from Miami's perspective, wouldn't you say the difference even between the Dolphins and all those teams, I wouldn't argue the Commanders, I don't think the Commanders are a great football team, coaches. Mike McDaniels was first year as a head coach. We mentioned Kyle Shanahan. We mentioned Sean McDermott. We mentioned Bill Belichick. We mentioned even Todd Bowles. Um, but wouldn't you say, like, M- Mike McDaniels? 
Brian Dable with the Giants. But I don't consider the Giants in the Dolphins class. I don't consider the Giants in the class of, of the elite. Well, then you should feel better about the Dolphins this weekend. I'm saying what about Mike McDaniel leads you to believe he will turn it around? You, so many of those other teams, don't you have evidence? Like their coaches, historically, the Bengals, they just came from a Super Bowl. Bill Belichick, greatest coach of all time. Kyle Shanahan, been in two Super Bowls. Don't you have evidence from other teams that you don't have it for the Dolphins? Sure, but you got talent. So make the adjustments and go out and win the game. Like, you are something until you're not. I don't, I mean, do, what do you, you don't feel like Dable would be able to do that at this point? Because he has less talent than the Cowboys or than the, uh, than the Dolphins. I don't think that the Dolphins will write the ship this week in Buffalo at Buffalo. That's not when I think they'll write it. If they was back in Miami, oh, all day. I think it's going crazy. But Tyreek Hill already has a lower leg injury. injury. That doesn't work well in the cold. Mike McDaniel, I love Mike McDaniel's an offensive mind. And I love Tua more than just about anybody on national television. But outside of hope and a dream, I don't have any concrete evidence for me to say they why they will do it. I can say they will do it. But, James, I don't have the evidence yeah. to say it with conviction. Where do you stand? We'll yeah, back I mean – no, it's a, they do not bounce back. It, it, it's a no for me. Number one, uh, I am worried about the coach, all right? And I'm worried about the quarterback. You have not figured it out the same stuff these past two weeks with the Chargers and the Niners, the same defenses, 55 coverage, man-to-man. You have not figured it out. You needed heaters in 50-degree weather. Now you're going out there to the snow, to the cold and all that. It's going to be cold and all that. I just think this is at this time of the year, they are running into the wrong football team because they are not playing their best football. And I do not see it changing because they're not changing. The play calling's not changing. Tua's not changing. I wish they had Jalen Hurts because you can't play him man-to-man at 55 because <laughs> he'll come up out of that thing running and you have to sit in zone coverage. But they don't. But Tua's not fixing the things that he has to fix to play at a high level to get this offense back rolling. The coaches have not figured out how to get Tua comfortable in this two-game losing streak and how to fix it. And I do not think it's going to change in Buffalo in the cold, Tyreek on a bum leg. I do not see it happening, and that is why they are seven-and-a-half-point underdogs because when you turn on the tape, that's what they put on the tape. I can't wait to see this game from a coaching perspective because whoever wins this will have done the better job of pivoting. Like, really, neither one of these teams – I mean, Buffalo is obviously used to the cold, right? That's where they live and that's where they practice, but neither one of these teams – is really built for, like, a nasty slog in the cold weather, right? Like, Buffalo wants to wing it around the yard. Josh Allen's, like, very close to being their leading rusher. The Dolphins, we t- they're all about timing. They're all about getting their fast receivers in one-on-one isolated scenarios. Like, none of this really spells, like, wonderful football if you're playing in Buffalo in mid-December. The Bills lost to the Patriots last year. Because they refused to pivot from what they were. The Patriots were like, we'll do whatever we got to do. Mac Jones is going to throw three passes in this game. We're going to run it. We're going to play smart. And the Bills tried to play their usual style, and it bit them. So who's going to do a better job of pivoting to a different style? I lean toward Buffalo. I don't feel confident about that. I'm honestly, I'm pretty surprised that the line is as high as it is. And I think maybe that's a little bit of an overreaction to how bad the Dolphins have looked these last two weeks. But that said, Orchard Park, New York on December whatever, 21st, is not an ideal place for a team from Miami built on speed and timing to get right. So I don't expect the Dolphins to get right, 
Um, but I don't think it's like this Herculean task. Like, I certainly think they can win, but I wouldn't pick them. I think this is a very big test for Mike McDaniel. I don't think it's a huge test for Tua. It wouldn't surprise me if Tua was uh, limited by the weather or by the Buffalo defense. Like you said, it's not the easiest place for any quarterback to play. But this will be on Mike McDaniel to call a game that makes sense for this weather, for the offense that the Miami Dolphins have, and to bounce back from these last two games where you weren't where weather was not a factor, because even though it was cold for me sitting in the stands, it shouldn't have been cold for, for the players <laughs> running around SoFi. So I think this is a very big test for Mike McDaniel. A test. We will see if Mike McDaniel passes. Coming up, what in the world is going on at quarterback with the Jets? Remember, they benched their first-round pick, Zach Wilson, earlier in the year, but they've lost their last two games with the backup quarterback. We'll tell you if we like what's going on in the Big Apple. That's next. See. Why would we keep showing this villain picture? <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the NFL, how about what's going on in New York? Zach Wilson lost his starting job at quarterback last month, and he wasn't even active. But now, the former number overall two quarterback has been elevated. The former number overall two pick been elevated. He will back up Mike White. Remember, the Jets have lost their last two games. I do not like what is going on in New York. I don't like how they're handling the situation. I don't like the execution. It's very simple. If you bench Zach Wilson, you bench Zach Wilson to win. You don't bench Zach Wilson so your backup can get experience. Mike White is playing well. He's playing about as well as a backup quarterback can play. Playing really, really, really good football. But playing really good football doesn't matter if you're not winning unless you are the future. That's when playing really good football and losing matters. Remember Chicago Bears, Justin Fields earlier this season. Man, he's playing some good football. They're not winning, but he's playing good football. It gave us solace. Why? Because Justin Fields is the future. But I don't care if Mike White is playing really good losing football games. I'd rather Zach Wilson be getting that experience if we are going to lose. And that is why I don't like what's going on there. Because I think of a situation when you are going to bench the high-paid guy, i.e. what the Patriots did with Drew Bledsoe. Because Tom Brady was winning. Not just because he was playing good football. He went on to win Super Bowls. When you are going to bench Seattle Seahawks' Matt Flynn for Russell Wilson, it wasn't because Russell Wilson was playing good football, because he was winning. If you're going to bench your prize possession, I need more than good football. And Mike White, again, is playing good football. But I don't want to see Mike White's development. I'd rather see Zach Wilson's. James, where do you stand? You like how the Jets handling this? Absolutely. And they are doing the right thing, right? Because, number one, right, it's about putting the guy out there that gives you the best chance to win. You might not be winning, but who gives us the best chance to win as we take the field? I see you on Twitter all day long, right? You got your iPad, you got your laptop, you're breaking down plays, and they fire. You ain't broke down none of his plays yet. <laughs> and if you have, they probably not good. Because when you turn the tape on of Zach Wilson, he is not playing good football. He not seeing the right stuff. I mean, he ain't making the right reads. You see the body language of the receivers. I mean, it's just bad. The team is much better, win or lose, with Mike White at quarterback. And I, I, I agree with them putting him up there, making him back up, right, because you don't want to put Joe Flacco in whose career is going, you know, is about to end anyway. You want to put your guy in there that you drafted. If something does happen to White, at least he could go out there and get a little bit more experience. But when you talk about, right, who gives you the best chance to win, that is Mike White, right? And he is light, and it's crazy to say, but he's light years ahead of Zach Wilson, right? The way this offense looks with Mike White, 
But it's that's my totally point. different. That's my than point. Zach that's my point. Well, first off, the quote is not "we play for a chance to win the game." Mm. No, the quote is "we play to win the game," but you don't not you, for the best chance. But not to win only the that, game. right? You you go into every game expecting to win. You don't come out winning them all. Fair. But you don't play all your backups. You play your <laughs> starters, right? You play your starters who you think is going to give you the best chance to win, win or lose. That's this situation. Zach Wilson is playing much. I mean, Zach Wilson is not playing as good as Mike White. White right now. Mike White is playing way better than him. Mike White gives the Jets a better chance to win, and they're trying to get themselves into the playoffs to make some noise. And Mike White gives you that, that best chance. And, over the, Zach and his teammates know that, which is why 100%. Robert made that change. Yeah. And that's really why I believe this is all happening. I, I agree with you. Zach Wilson wasn't playing well, and it was so bad that Robert Sala had to make the change. But Robert Sala is not making this change without the approval of, first of all, the locker room or the desire of the locker room, mm-hmm. and certainly without the approval of the GM and the owner. So it's very obvious you would want to lose developing your future. So to me... I don't think they look at Zach Wilson as the future anymore because otherwise you would never make this change. If we're like, take the Jets out, let's remove the Jets, all right? Let's just pretend this isn't the Jets because this is not surprising because it's the New York Jets, but let's pretend it's not the Jets. Wouldn't we find this outrageous that they are sitting this player that they took this high in the draft this early? No, it's the Jets. So we're like, yeah, we'll play along. It's fine. But (laughs) any other team, we would be concerned about, like, we'd be like, oh, they're done with him. They have to be, because why else would you make this change? I think, his, I think his teammates, as exhibited by the fact that they were wearing Mike White shirts. Mike effing White shirts. Yes, correct. Yes, I yeah. stand corrected. Mike <laughs> effing White shirts. That's, like, you're not doing that unless you're, you are out on that guy, Zach Wilson. I think they are oh, out. I think they are. Yeah. I, I don't want to say you're wrong, because I don't know. I don't, I'm not in that front office, but I just wonder... Do the Jets think they're ahead of schedule? You know, like I came into this year and they all, every team is going to think that they have a chance, but I came into this year thinking that they didn't really. And then we get to halfway through the season. They're like, yo, sauce is the truth. We got better players on defense than we thought. We are a top five unit. We only need two or three touchdowns a game and we can get to the playoffs for the first time in 10 years. They could not, like, they could still be in on Zach Wilson and say, this guy gives us a better chance right now. And I see what you did. At the top of the segment, Uh-oh. you left out some very important context. Go ahead. Mike White's two losses are to the number That's one team in the out. AFC and the number two team. team in the NFC, uh-huh. the Vikings and the Bills. Sir. They're 20 and Who's 6. win against? The Bears. Absolutely. Guess, okay, but he left that out too. They, hey, no, 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 no. They blew out. They blew out a bad team that they were supposed to beat with Mike White. The game that got Zach Wilson benched was failing to score a touchdown against the Patriots team that we spent 15 minutes talking about how unimpressive they were. Here's my thought. Play the guy that helps you win the games you should win, and you'll probably be all right. Here's my thought: is this the Jets are actually in a worse position than they were three weeks ago, and they might be in the worst position you can be in for this reason. If you miss the playoffs this year and you bench Zach Wilson halfway through the season, Robert Salah, Joe Douglas, good luck. Bench Zach Wilson if you want to, you better make the playoffs. But let you miss the playoffs and you bench the dude that you drafted top three overall, oh, we're going to see how that works out. With that being said and you saying that, that's how you know that Zach is not their guy. That's how you know that when they turn the tape on, he is just playing that bad. And on top of you playing that bad, you stood up there and lost the locker room yourself saying we didn't let the defense down scoring three points. 
You know that's a lie, and you let the you let the whole we organization roll, bro. down. We roll. <laughs> Coming up, Jalen Hurts has just responded to the oh. shade thrown by Micah Parsons. You do not want to miss it. That's next. A little breaking controversy. I'm here for it. Ow, what's that paper cut? We got to check in on our social life because things are getting very interesting in the NFL. Jalen Hurts on Micah Parsons' comments. I am worried about the Bears right now. In case you have missed it, Micah Parsons asked, well, is it the team or is it the system? It's system and team is what Micah Parsons is saying, and it's not no, necessarily it's not, no, Jalen no, no. Hurts. It said, not is saying, said. That's what Micah Parsons said, <laughs> said um, and not Jalen Hurts. We keep having this conversation off camera, bringing it on camera. I understand what Micah Parsons is saying. The reason I understand what Michael Parsons is saying, and I asked this to Dave Hellman off camera, I will ask Dave Hellman on the spot. Dave, how many quarterbacks do you believe could be doing what Jalen Hurts is doing on the Eagles? How many quarterbacks in the NFL? Somewhere around seven or eight. Somewhere around seven or eight. 32 starting quarterbacks. Eight in 32 is one in four. 25% of the league. Dave Hellman's words, not mine. 25% <laughs> of the NFL could be doing at quarterback what Jalen Hurts is doing. If that is the case and I am the second-best defensive player or best defensive player in football, it is not an asinine thought for me to come out here and say, you know what, if there are seven other dudes that could do what Jalen Hurts is doing, maybe it's actually the team. Because there aren't seven other teams like the Eagles, but there are seven other quarterbacks who could do what Jalen Hurts is doing. Go ahead, Dave. I, I, I wanted to make this one of the dozen times we've argued about this today, and I didn't get a chance. <laughs> Which I, I just said I think there's probably seven or eight guys that can do it. I don't mean that as a knock on Jalen Hurts, but one thing I did take issue with you, you mentioned, like, oh, we know A.J. Brown is a beast outside of the Eagles. We know Lane Johnson. We know Miles Sanders. We know this. We know that. With the exception of A.J. Brown, all those guys were there last year and the year before that mm. with Jalen Hurts. Mm. They were a middling. Like, remember, they gave up on the season the first time Jalen Hurts got oh. in. They straight up were like, we don't even want to win. And then last year, they got into the playoffs as a consolation prize. Like, oh, good for you. Nobody else in the <laughs> NFC is really worth it. And they got blown off the field in Tampa. Does this look like that guy? That's my thing. It's like, okay, if, maybe there, there's seven or eight other guys in the NFL that could do this. But Jalen Hurts is doing it, and his growth as a quarterback matters. And I probably felt how Micah Parsons felt about this in September or October. Like, okay, well, the team's loaded, man. Like, he doesn't have to do that much. But we see them win different ways week after week. And I'll say it again, like, Jalen Hurts is not a passive part of this thing. At all. I don't think he's as good as Patrick Mahomes. I don't even think that's controversial. I think most people would agree with that. But he is a major element of the best team in football. He's the most important element of Thank the best team. Thank you. Okay, all right, fine. However you want to say it. And he is the reason they're winning games. He is you know the centerpiece of the best you know team in the league. You could argue is, is, a lo is kind of along for the ride right now. Probably the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, which I hate to do this. Ooh. Because why, why take a shot at Dak? I disagree, but okay. Okay, well, they, they, they didn't have him for four games. How'd it go? I mean, they went four five and games, one. Five games. How'd it go? They went four and one. So with a... Then it definitely wasn't Dak Prescott for four of those games, which is uh, 26th best offense first first. I mean, huh? The 26th best offense in the league with no, Cooper no, no, Rush no, 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 first no. the first. Cooper Rush 
won games, wins losses with this team. It looked different. He played the position that Dak Prescott plays. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott was not playing. How did the team, the team, the system. They won four games and they lost one. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. So for, for someone to come out and say that the system and the team is what's making the Philadelphia Eagles good this year, you're saying that anyone could come in and do what Jalen Hurts is doing. I don't think because that's what he's saying, Because anyone though. can come in and do what Dak Prescott did because he won four games and lost one. Talk to him. So brother. that's the team. Yeah. That's the team where someone can step in and do it how they do it because Dak was literally not on the field and Cooper Rush, who had played in how many games before he did that? One. One. Stepped in and won four but NFL games. It. You haven't seen the evidence. My point is. No, no, no. You're right. Like we but I do it. have evidence that what I'm saying is factual and correct and real. Correct. There's no arguing that the Dallas Cowboys are so good that they didn't need their starting quarterback to win four games. Correct. And I think you haven't seen the Eagles without Jalen Hurts. So we're so arguing you can, hypothetical. Hope we that's, don't. that's what Mike is saying. Like, Mike is definitely – he's making a hypothetical statement, obviously. No, no. This, this is what he's doing. He's disrespecting Jalen Hurts. That, that's exactly what he's doing, right? Because forget all the numbers, Right. You know, we, we label these good teams, right, and we talk about the development of the quarterback because if you don't got a good quarterback, right, you're not going to win too many games, right? So for me, this is disrespectful because when you talk Josh Allen, right, we don't ever say, oh, it's the system. It's the team, everybody around him and all. It's Josh Allen is a boss. He a baller, MVP. You talk Patty Mahomes. It ain't never really the guys around him. It, it, it ain't never really the same. Patty Mahomes is special, MVP and all that type stuff. And then when you talk, Daniel Jones playing well. Giants was off to a good start. Oh, my goodness, they changed Daniel Jones. He's this type quarterback and that. Oh, my goodness, Tua, he's this type quarterback that because he won a couple games. This man is 12-1, and one, right? And we saying it's everybody else. But him? That, that's, that's, what, that's what he said. He's saying it's the system and the people around him going around Jalen Hurts, the guy that's leading the ship, steering the ship, whatever you want. You saying that it ain't him? No, it's him and it's the development of him. Yes, right? Fair. The kid has gotten better and yes, you are that's take, my point. you are disrespecting him and taking away from that, man. That they are sitting here at 12 and 1. Because of Jalen Hurts. Let me ask you guys. How good he is. If he did not run the ball, if he was a pocket passer, would we be having this conversation about Jalen Hurts? No, but that's that's what makes him so difficult. That's what makes the Eagles so special. So that's why it's what it's what Dave said, it's what you said. People still have the version of Jalen Hurts of last year. Well, they're gonna turn the tape on, Joy. And they're my, well, Micah said he watches tape. Yeah. So Micah's tape is telling him. He ain't watch that, the Eagles that, yet. <laughs> but he has. That, Obviously not. Yeah. He has. No, he had to because they already beat them this year. So He, has. So he had yeah. to because they already beat them this year. So he has watched Jalen's tape. What I'm saying, and I'm not saying that Micah isn't entitled to feel this way. He is a defender. He literally goes against Jalen Hurts. Correct. He is allowed to feel this way. And Micah is at the top of the league as his, uh, his position. Correct. No. The problem I have with it is – if Jalen Hurts was not a dual-threat quarterback, a running quarterback, people would not talk about him this way. Because anytime you have – they did this with Lamar. Yeah. They do this with running quarterbacks all the time. Because you focus on that part of it. Oh, like, he's just such a good athlete. You're right, because that, that's athlete. why they praise him Jalen also – he also has the number one passer rating in the league. I'm just – if. If this is great and the slamming pens are great and all those things, just don't <laughs> break them because we still have to use them tomorrow. Break it. Here's my thing. When Jalen Hurts saw Michael Parsons and the Cowboys, Jalen Hurts threw for 155 yards. 
When Jalen Hurts saw Micah Parsons on the Cowboys, if I'm not mistaken, he rushed for 23 yards. So if you're Micah Parsons, he's not going to be afraid of a dude who ran for 155 yards. Well, he should yards be because they lost. Games, though, he, too, though. he shouldn't be because they lost. Like, yes, they lost, but that's not going to dictate fear in a man. He's looking at him. Jalen Hurts, the fewest yards he's passed for all season, 153 and 155. So if you're Jalen, if you're Micah Parsons, you're like, if Micah, this dude ain't all that to me. If Micah How are you going to st- sit across from somebody that just served you an L and say they're not all that? I will, I will, I will elaborate on it. And I've said this story before. When DeMarco Murray led the league in rushing. Dave, how many yards was it? 18-something. 1,800 yards DeMarco Murray rushed for. This is a true story. He played the Eagles twice. We held him under 100 yards both times. That only happened three times all season. So to us, we're like, DeMarco ain't all that. It's, It's Tyron Smith. It is Zach Martin. It's Travis Frederick. That might sound stupid as hell to everybody else. But to us, he wasn't all that. And when he saw us, he wasn't all that. Did the Cowboys beat us in 2014 to go to the playoffs? They absolutely did in Dallas because of Devin Bryant. Let's not get it oh, twisted. It was the system. He threw up the X three times. Oh, no. I'll, I'll take the dubs personally. Coming up. Tell me I'm terrible. We got to take care of some family business. We got a birthday to celebrate. Hey. Don't go anywhere. That's next. Speak. Give me the wins and tell me I'm terrible. We got to take care of some family business. We got a huge birthday to celebrate. A friend of the show. Happy birthday, Kyle Kyle. Shanahan, baby. Happy birthday, Kyle Shanahan. In all seriousness, Dave (laughs) Coleman, it is his birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cookie cake. Oh, you're really good. There I'm you actually, go. I'm 34 going on eight. Right <laughs> you don't see that. My cookie cake. Uh, you don't like cookie cake? Oh, I love cookie man. cake. I'm going to eat that side of the cookie cake. Oh, no. Now oh, you've touched God. it. David, David, Is it really Kyle Shanahan's, Shanahan's birthday? It is Kyle Shanahan's birthday. You know how self-conscious I feel knowing that somebody with, like, so many more accomplishments than me has my birthday? And he's uh, older than you, though. Don't, you don't can win a I appreciate it. Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Until tomorrow. Thank you.